following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 18 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you feeling today? Man. Thankful one. Thankful, yep. And thankful? Thankful. Th- thankful, thankful, and tired. We have had like one heck of a, like last couple weeks actually. We are recording, it, it is about three in the afternoon on uh, Saturday, yep. and I clocked in at about 60 hours. Yeah. And I'll probably And you're be, still going. Yeah, I will probably be here for quite the while, Yeah, and I'm coming in tomorrow as well, but you know what? There's a, there's a god dang reason they call me the Iron yep. Man. You know, like uh, Wednesday night after the AEW show, I uh, I came back here to the came shop. Right back, yep. Came right back, dude. I came right back. It was probably like eleven twenty, eleven thirty, and I was here till about four. Yeah. And it's just you know sometimes you got to prove you're the real Iron Man. Listen, most men would have just went right home and went to sleep. You put the suit of armor on and said, "Let's get to it." Well, it's like I told a friend of the show, Matt Nix, the devil works hard. But me being spiteful works even harder. Yep. But let's get right fucking to it. Before, yeah. like, uh, first off, uh, welcome all new listeners, if there are any of you out there, and welcome all old listeners. We have, uh, we have quite the fan base, and we'll we'll get into talking about that because we ran into so many people this week. Yes. At last, we recorded it was uh, the day of takeover, and from then, from that Saturday till this Saturday, a lot has happened. But one thing specifically that we have to talk about because. <laughs> Boy, we're stinking. I fucking like, excited. Go watch AEW, uh, yes. Cody Rhodes's match, and you see like a joker like uh, smile on my face. I've yeah. that joker fucking grin the entire match because friend of the show, marvelous Matt Nix made his AEW debut yeah. per Excalibur and Jim Ross. Oh, how crazy was that? Dude. Like, you well, you were working. Mm-hmm. I. Got the opportunity to go backstage with uh, Ryan and Frank, and we learned that he was going to wrestle. And the big thing was, shut up, don't tell anyone, because we ended up bringing, I mean, how many staff members did we bring to the show? E- like 10, 15? About 20. 20? 20 of us, maybe. And then we also had people in the Pro Wrestling Tees box. The suite, yep. The suite, uh, you know, various fans and stuff. Um, but, of course, we all thought, oh, it'd be great if, you know, he comes out, and then everyone's just surprised. And so, the I think the most I said to someone is like, "This is gonna be a really great show." And uh, so, I think it was to me. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. And you're like, "What?" I was like, "I can't say." <laughs> Which is but. funny because, like, so it when when like the show opened up with like the Cody's or the Jericho celebration, there was all the people in the inflatable suits. Yeah, and I was, and I told, uh, I asked. Ryan, I was like, oh, which one is uh, Nick? And he's like, oh, he didn't want to do one of the suits. And then I look at him. I'm like, oh, he's wrestling Cody. And he goes, no. But I fucking know Ryan. Like, I can read him. How'd you know he was wrestling Cody? You know, well, yeah, well, that was my thing where he was like, no. He's like, no, he's not wrestling Cody. He's like, oh, I think. Uh, da, da. And just kind of like bumbled off. Yeah. And then I'm in my head, I'm like. Got him. I'm like, he's fucking, he's trying to kayfabe me. Yeah. But I was like, whatever. And just like legitimately forgot. Yeah. And then once, you know, lights kind of dimmed down. But there was someone in the celebration from the shop. 
Soul Train Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he was in there. Um but yeah, like once once we fucking the lights go dim and I see this I see hit Nick, marvelous man Nick's walking Ugh. down to the ring. I was so excited. Like I was crying. I was so happy yeah. for the guy. Like holy shit. I kept I was just nonstop texting him and like <clears throat> the craziest thing for me is one that like dude works his fucking ass off. Yeah. Like, he is legitimately one of the hardest working people in the world of wrestling. He's so selfless. Yeah. Like, one of his friends, he he penned a letter on uh, on Twitter, and he, he talked about it. You know, he talked about, like, Matt Nix has done so much for not just independent wrestling, but, like, Chicago independent wrestling. Yeah. Like, he will give an arm and a leg just for, you know, someone to have an opportunity yeah. to, to do something. You know, he helps out his students. He helps out his friends. He helps out anyone who needs it. I don't think in my three years here, I've known him to do a selfish, a single selfish thing. No. He's, that's hard to say. I yeah, mean, like fucking Ruben and Sue raised a fucking great young yeah. man. And like, I was just, I was so happy for him. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't be more happy couldn't for him. Couldn't happen to like a better person. And look, like one, the, the most like crazy thing is like listening, watching the match back. And hearing Jim Ross, like one of the voices of wrestling, yeah, say marvelous Matt Nags. They, you know, Excalibur's like, oh, you know, he's making his AEW debut, which I hope he comes back. Like, yes, <laughs> um, but you know, you see his win loss record, you see his like Twitter thing up there, and it's crazy. It, it was, it was just insane. And then listening to like other wrestling podcasts, like uh, from the show Brayden Harrington, he, which I'm trying to get him and Nick to be like because i know they would get along very well like even you right. like he would like fit in so perfect with everybody here but he messages me when he because he they do the nxt review so obviously they watch nxt first but like afterwards he's just watching the show and i'm not saying anything because we're kind of just like talking back and forth and at one point he just messages me he goes next question mark with like a yeah. and i was just like hell yeah dude that was him um but like listening to other podcast reviews like most notably um, I was listening to post wrestling. I was listening yeah. to John Way, uh, friends of the show. Um, go listen to their episode. It's still, I think, like one of the higher. It's him, them, Marty, and Kevin Smith. Top three, you know. Yeah. Um, real good episode. But like listening to them review AEW and then just hearing them say, you know, oh Matt Nix, and like they're talking about my friend. Yeah. They're talking about him, and they're um, mentioning like the freelance wrestling chant, which. It was like a loud freelance wrestling chant. Yeah, I mean, so we were front row, and obviously, you know who we were rooting for, right? Mm-hmm. We were we were freelance wrestling, and you know we're we're telling we're yelling for him to kill Cody. <laughs> we're just screaming, and like if you watch the match, there's a there's a point where like Cody kind of stops. And he goes, "What the fuck?" Like, and then you realize it's not just our two rows. No. It's like almost the entire arena mm-hmm. chanting for freelance and. Like I was just talking to him when I came in to you know re- recording, he said it was one of the best feelings he's ever had, and like I tell him this on occasion because like I think it's important for people like him to know like what you do matters, because there's going to be times where you're hauling chairs and maybe you didn't get as many ticket sales as you wanted, or you got to deal with some problem between two people or whatever, and maybe in the back of your mind you're thinking, is it worth it? What am I doing? And like it's stuff like that that kind of validates. Yeah, and like what I, he's doing. like there's been times where, kind of like you mentioned, like he'll have a show, and for some reason or the other, 
he'll kind of like leave a little deflated or like, yeah. oh, I wish this would have gotten a little better. I kind you know, just, just second guessing. And I'll yeah. tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, like you're one of my best friends. Yeah. And I think it's fucking, am- it's awesome that like you put on these amazing shows. Yeah. Like there's a reason that freelance wrestling is the official sponsor of the show. Yeah. There's a reason that like, as with, as busy as I am with like such a limited free time, like I will invest like the free time that I do every other Friday right. to go to one of their shows because it's like legitimately fun. Yeah. Even if they weren't a friend, a sponsor of the show, and I didn't get to go sit up in the cool balcony, like I would still go because before those perks, I was still going. Right. And, like, and I'll tell them that all the time. I'm like you're doing good, and it's it's hard when you're in that like mind frame to you don't see you don't see effect. it but like i'll tell him all the time like i think you're fucking crushing it like you're doing great just just keep going and like you mentioned you do have to tell people that like from time to time like yeah it, but actually you like last year when because last year or you know was it last year yeah i had a kind of like a shitty year last year or maybe even the year before that i don't know regard but like you were like when things were going, you know, things were looking up for Millhouse here. Yeah. You were always just like, Yeah, dude, like kind of just my yeah. cheerleader. And I was just like, Oh man, like, yeah, Sometimes yeah, you just need that you exactly. Know? And like, even speak, like, speaking of how good like, of a person Matt Nix is, like, I don't really talk about this, like, on on air, I guess you would say, but like, you know, I've talked about it with you, but like, I did about like a year, maybe like a year and a half ago, like, go through like a terrible breakup, yeah, you know, it was a really bad and like. It wasn't just a terrible breakup. It was a really bad, like, relationship from the get-go. And, yep. that, like, I always feel bad because me and Matt Nix lived together next to the shop. And, <sighs> like, okay. I and I, I felt so bad because there was a lot that he had to put up with that he didn't put up with from me and, you know, right. and me and the ex. And, like, and I, and I just felt bad. Like, him having to like be around that and like where I would be embarrassed, you know, where I'm just right. like, this guy's just fucking hearing us like argue and like it, like it, it got really bad sometimes, yeah, like really bad. But he was always like there for me, you know, always there for me. And even like afterwards, like he's just always been someone who's just like been there and for no other, no other reason other than like he's just that genuine person that yeah. cares. And like that's one thing I'll always tell him, like, dude, like I'm so thankful that like you were there. Because that's the one thing, like, I tweeted about, like, had it not been for him, because he's very much, if someone has an idea, he'll tell him, like, just do it. Yes. Run with it, because what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You know? Like, nobody's ever, nobody's ever just, like, been granted a wish, per se, you know? Right. They say, like, oh, I want, there's this uh, endeavor, and I really want to do it, you know, like, oh, I I really want to direct a movie? Fucking Universal Studios isn't going to just walk up to my house and go, hey. Yeah. Uh, here's fifty million dollars. Go have yeah. fun. That no. that doesn't happen. Yeah, you do your stuff and you make Universal notice exactly. And that's what he did. And Nick is the kind of person who's like, "Oh, dude, that's great. You should do it." Case in point with this podcast. Yeah, you know, he was like, "Yeah, you should do it." And then went a, went a step further and gave us his his Zoom recorder. Yeah, that he we invested re- in us. He invested in us, and like again, if, if there were no if there was no Matt Nick's like. There wouldn't be a PWT cast. Yeah, this would have been just something we bandied about, talking about, and said, ah, that would have been great if we did that. And then, you know, we're like, for instance, you said what? You're pulling in 60-plus hours this week? Mm-hmm. You know, and then before Black Friday, me and Michael were pulling our hair out, trying to get stuff ready. And it's in those times where you say, I don't have time for anything extra. But, like, 
now that we have this, we make time to do it. And uh, but it's not something I would have even considered had like you and Nick not come by and say, "Hey, let's do this," and then we're serious about it. So yeah, I mean, he kind of he planted that seed. Yeah, he's very like he's just always been so supportive. So yeah. it was like you know, we'll wrap up the Matt Nick sour with just. I love him. Like I again, yeah. I was so happy. Like I was crying for him. I was so happy. Yeah. I kept telling him, like, you wrestling fucking Cody on AEW is my new Kevin Smith slash penis druid story. Yeah. And it's also it was like watching someone graduate college mm-hmm. or getting married. It was like that level of like, oh, I'm so, the the warm pride I had just like washing over me. I'm like, man, look uh, we we like we were all in the front row and we're just looking at each other like, Can you believe this? This is happening. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. Like, I, like <clears throat> one of my best friends got to wrestle on national TV. Yeah. And Jim Ross was saying the words marvelous Matt Nix. Yeah, the legendary JR. On fucking TNT. I will say, so I found out about it and like, you know, he was kind of, he was doing stuff backstage too. And I sat him down and I said, listen, uh, I know you're a seasoned professional. You're a vet. Um, I'm going to give you the best wrestling advice anyone's ever going to give you. And he's like, what's that? I was like, when you get up there with Cody, drink in the audience response, and then stretch that motherfucker. Just go into business for yourself. <laughs> I was like, kick him in the balls and don't stop kicking. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you may not ever be invited to AEW again, but you'll be a you'll be a golden god. And he's like, I'm not doing that, you idiot. <laughs> and you know, it's a good thing he, he it's a good yeah. thing he followed his instincts. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy. Hopefully, listen. Hopefully they invite him back. Yeah. Like you know, it's I. I'm hoping that he becomes their resident jobber. That'd be great, right? And beyond, even and beyond, yeah. Like I mean, worse wrestlers have done more with far less. Like yeah, you've seen. Well, I don't want to name any names, but we all know who we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, it was pretty eventful week. Like we mentioned, you know, we we were at Takeover, awesome fucking show, crazy. Oh my, like it was. I'm surprised no one's dead after that. I like Adam Adam Cole and fucking Tommaso Ciampa. That spot where they jump off the cage. The amount of trust they had for each other. <sighs> Dude, I I was so nervous. I I'm sitting there just like, "Oh, you just fixed your neck. You just fixed I know. your neck." And he's just like willy-nilly doing it. Um and not only that, like, okay. Real talk. When people go through tables, it kind of breaks their fall. It looks cool. But when you got two grown men from that height, basically lawn darting each other straight, that's it. Might as well not even be there. They just went straight to the mat. Oh yeah, it was, it was crazy. But like, and then well, that was like one of the war games match. <clears throat> there was the other one with the women, which was fucking awesome. Wild. Like, it, the the women's division at NXT fucking blowing all all the other women's divisions out of the water at the it, moment. Yeah, which is great because for so long it was just like. Oh, you know, the women's match on the card would be like the bra and pant, the Thanksgiving bra and panties yeah. match. A big gravy bowl. Yeah, big yeah. gravy bowl. And I'm like, ugh. That's why it's like with, and like I kind of feel shitty sometimes, but not again because like I always say, in an era where your women division consists of like Asuka, Becky Lynch, Candice LeRae, fucking Shayna Baszler, and like Sasha Banks and all these like top, top talents, it's yeah. like, if you can't fucking hold up to that, like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Same thing with, like, bigger men. You know, there's, like, big men wrestling. You have your, like, uh, Braun Strowman's and mm-hmm. your Baron Corbin's. And I'm like, I'm like, look at what a Drew McIntyre and a Walter and a fucking yeah. Keith Lee are doing. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. Oh, speaking of Keith Lee, 
I, I, like Triple H tweeted, he said Keith Lee's uh, stock just skyrocketed, and boy, did that guy have a good showing! Mm-hmm. Holy, my crap. new favorite thing are people just selling Keith Lee's power bombs. Yeah, because like it's death. Oh god, it's <laughs> the be- like when he power bombed Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre is almost like seven feet tall, and yeah. he went, he fucking went in the air. Yeah, I was he surprised just exploded. he exploded. I was surprised he didn't just fly through the ceiling <laughs> of uh, full sail. I mean that's a scary big like I think I I think I said it to you when we were watching it I was like now there's a guy that if he stood right across from Brock Lesnar I don't know I don't know if I think Brock Lesnar has any advantage over that guy he's just a mountain of a man yeah he is a mountain of a man it was fun it was fun seeing like all that like I I admittedly did not watch Survivor Series I I went and watched oh we fucking even forgot about that so here's here's the story. Uh, it's Saturday or Sunday, and I'm like, ah, oh, I already edited the show. I kind of have most of the day free. Yeah. What should I do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go watch Jojo Rabbit. Because ah. I love Taika Waititi, and I've been saying for a few weeks now, I really want to go see it. Yeah. Went and saw it. Mwah. If there was a chef kiss emoji, that would describe that movie yeah. so good. Like, those kid actors, were they were really good. There's a particularly uh, Jojo, the main character, his best friend is this little chubby kid with glasses named Yogi. Oh, my fate! That kid is so adorable. It, the movie was the movie is really good. It's like really funny, but like when it gets serious, it gets serious. And yeah. like, there's one particular moment where I'm just like, "Ooh, we went there, huh?" Like, and it, it's it's really good. It's yeah. it's so funny. Like, if you love Taika Waititi movies, like you'll def you'll definitely love this one. Yeah. Um. But I'm in the movies. I'm watching it. And about 20, 30 minutes in, uh, my phone's blowing up. Like, it is just nonstop. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? In the back of my head, I was like, fucking Punk came back. Oh, my God. I'm like, Punk came back. And I fucking didn't go to Survivor Series. God damn it. Because that was my one main concern. Yeah. I'm like, CM Punk's going to come back. And yeah. I'm not going to be there. And I'm going to be like, oh, what the fuck? And then the next time he comes in here and be like, hey, man, what the fuck? And he's going to be like, you know. But it wasn't that. Is that at the opening of the show... Best friend of the show, fucking motherfucking Kelsey had a PWT yes. cast sign and she held it up right there. <clears throat> and like everyone, like everyone that saw it was like messaging me, DMing yeah, me no, about it. I got it. messages. I was like, what? Because yeah. I didn't watch it either. And I was like, does someone have a screen cap? Yeah, that was my thing. And I'm like, I'm in the show. So it's not like I can just pull up a stream or whatever. Right. And yeah, she's like texting me. She's like, did you see it? And I'm like, dude, we love you. Like, yeah. that was so awesome. Because like I, I mentioned it to you. She she had messaged me Saturday or Sunday morning, and she she's said, like, "Be on the lookout." She was like, "Yeah, be on the lookout." Yeah. In my head, I'm like, "Oh, she's probably gonna wear a PWT cash shirt." Fuck yeah. yeah! And then I'm like, "Wait, I'm like, I don't think I've given her a PWT cash shirt yet." Yeah. And so, and I kind of just forgot about it. You know, I'm like, "Oh, I was like, well, I'm sure when I catch the replay of the show, because I, I figured I would go back and kind of watch yeah. whatever I was interested in, um, particularly like that triple threat match with all the mid card titles." Yep. I was like, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll spot her. Because she's usually front row, and, you know, she's got, like, this, like, awesome red hair, so it's hard to miss her. But I go back, you know, you watch it right there at the opening segment. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Sparkly and, yeah, sign. Sparkly, yeah, sparkly sign. So happy. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should uh, – I'll tune into, like, the live the live stream now and let me see what's going on. And I tune it in, and I see fucking Walter and Drew McIntyre face-to-face, and I'm like – Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Walter's going to like get in yeah. there with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, uh, Randy Orton. Like, Who would have thought you get to see Randy Orton? And before I could finish that yeah. thought, Walter got fucking pinned. 
first of all the things to happen during that match. And I immediately was like, nope. Turn it off. Fuck you. (laughs) Turned it off. So I didn't really watch the rest of the Survivor Series, but I watched enough. I watched Kelsey with her sign, which was good enough. And, like, listen, again, we like to be positive, but, like, you have such a good thing going with someone like Walter. Who's been, like, he's hardly if ever lost. Like, I think the only time I've seen him get pinned was uh, in OTT when he lost to Jordan Devlin, but that's because they had built up a story for, like, like a year and a half, maybe even two years between him and Jordan Devlin. But even if you didn't want him getting over on anyone, like, at least give him some offense. Like, you're introducing him maybe to a larger audience that might not watch. He should have been one of the sole survivors. Yeah. Or or have him, be, like you mentioned, you can have him get disqualified. You can have him in yeah, their last. Like exactly. He's making him look like a bitch. Exactly. You know? It's like, that's the disconnect between, like, NXT's booking and the main, quote-unquote, main roster booking. Well, like, even if you can you kind of, you know, we'll, we'll get into, like, a little, not, like, recap or anything, but, like, on Raw, they open up with this promo where fucking Seth Rollins is like, yeah, you guys are all fucking losers, you lost. And it's like, yeah, but you lost as well. Yeah. And they just have, like, the Viking Raiders standing there like idiots when they're the only, like raw representatives that won their matches yeah and it was just very like weird and then you have smackdown open up with this like weird promo with baron corbin and roman reigns and it's like like what why like who it's just you like you mentioned you see the disconnect you know yeah where one show is obviously being booked very well and the other two aren't and like again that's why i don't go out of my way to watch them yeah if there's some like my Raw and SmackDown recaps come to me via John Pollock and Wei Ting. It's, yeah. it's a post-wrestling show today. But uh, it's it comes via them. You know, I subscribe to their Patreon. I listen to their reviews. Yeah. They're excellent. Like, if you haven't listened to any of their shows, go go listen to them. All the post-wrestling family, you know, our, our friends at Up Next as they well. They suffer for us. They suffer for <laughs> us. Except for when it comes to NXT. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, what else did you think about Davey Portman? But, like, they're, they're all in, like, the same company. You would think... People say, why is this one fan base ravenous? Like, absolutely ravenous for the content they're putting out. And why is there so much apathy on these other two brands that are supposed to be the flagships, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's like wrestling, wrestling fans are booking NXT, and people that have never seen a wrestling match in their life are booking Ron SmackDown. Or you could say there's someone in tune with everything. Yeah, uh, someone not so in tune. And someone who's like almost 80 and doesn't know what's cool anymore. And things. Or you'll get like the, La- the Lana stuff. Listen, Lana's beautiful. I love Rusev. I love Bobby Lashley. But like, I don't want to sit there with my daughter and watch this kid, watch this woman making out with some guy on TV and saying, oh, that's the best sex of my life. It's like, What? I mean, listen, you have that, and then conversely on the other show, you have uh, Baron Corbin fucking doing these weird photoshops and having people come out in dog costumes. So it's like there's very much, like, this is why these two shows are just like nobody is watching. Yeah, it's pee-pee-poo-poo. Yeah, like people are watching because they're just, they've been trained, you know? Yeah. It's it's a Pavlovian response to just watch it. Oh, it's time to watch wrestling and and complain. That's why, listen, that's why you and I go to NXT and AEW because those are the shows that we... But we forgot something. 
yes, we were at AEW. I don't know if anyone saw us. Oh yeah, so we almost forgot. So that's also a thing where again, um, I, I mentioned them earlier. Davey Portman and Braden Harrington, they do their own like uh, like AEW kind of just like post show where they yeah. don't really sit there in depth review. They kind of just talk about it, and uh, Braden gets to it because they knew I was there. I was just like, yeah, we were there. He's talking on a show. He goes, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm you know I'm watching. He goes, then I see a motherfucker in a scrump shirt. I shirt the read scrump. And next to him, someone in a shirt that reads with an ampersand. And next to him, uh, a shirt that says stank. Scrump and stank. <laughs> and, like, I had That's Kevin. That's the dumbest idea. Exactly. Ever. And, well, there wasn't, like, that much signal where we were at um, down by the ring. So I couldn't, I wasn't, like, receiving any text messages yeah. or anything. But I had a message from Kevin Aldridge. He just said, he, it was, like, a screenshot of us that said, like, deer, you know, right yeah. above us. So deer, scrump, and stank. But. Yep, we were sitting ringside with oh, those shirts. That's my favorite thing. People been people have been asking uh, to buy the shirts. I mean, I guess we could put them up. There's yeah, no we harm. Could, yeah, we could definitely put them up. Speaking of uh, buying shirts, we've we met so many people this weekend. First yeah. off, so many friends of the show. Firm it handshakes was, all around. Yeah, firm handshakes all around. Made me feel we were at the the live show for Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder. Yeah, and boy, we're just my like my little fucking goblin horns sticking out because people like kept coming up to like listen i'm sitting there with marty DeRosa and ryan barkin people are coming up to say hi to me yep and marty's just like oh man scrump and i'm just like boink boink like my little horn sticking out yeah but yeah like we met some people i met uh a friend of the show moses at the zach at the live podcast for zach writing yeah hawkins when we were at takeover we ran into miguel miguel lopez he's uh he won one of the t- one of the last t-shirt contests that we did um frequent like we you know he's every time he sees us he says hello yeah real really nice guy we briefly saw clifford frazier at the end of uh um the aew shows we were yep. going up i believe he might have been with his son i'm not sure yeah um and then in the shop uh our friends uh anthony and curly they came by they bought some pwt cash shirts to wear to the show yep. i was talking about it with anthony i'm like and i know vivian i know you're listening right now because you listen every week I, at least I hope she does. She retweets us. I hope she's listening. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna give my, I'm gonna get Vivian to go to a to a wrestling show. Just yeah, uh, specifically like if if I would have known ahead of time, I'm like I probably would have just brought her to this AEW one. So she'd be like, hey, listen, your first show, you're gonna be fucking sitting ringside. Yeah. Um, but Vivian, I'm bringing you to a wrestling show. I know you're listening, and you don't have a say in it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I ran into them there. Uh, but we met a very important friend of the show. Very important. Uh, Jesse. Jesse, yes. who's, uh, I think we were talking about this before. He's He's been on a quest. He's a been saga. On, yeah, he's been on a quest to collect all the Infinity Stones, and he... He's close. He's close, because he tweeted out a picture to us earlier, showing us his collection of almost all the t-shirts that we have. But Jesse... There's a single one missing. You're, you're missing one, brother. You're missing the Soul Stone. You're missing the Soul Stone, yeah, and... Uh, you'll have to go to prowrestlingtees.com slash warmier. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Warmier. Uh, yeah, you're missing one of the shirts still. I'll let you figure out which one it is, but Jesse's been the closest. And yeah. we'll, I told him, because we met we met with him at the show um, afterwards, because we tried to meet him up after he came to the shop uh, one of the days. And UPS was there. And, like, yeah, I like, I'd literally just gotten in. You would fucking Marcel, our UPS driver, he had just pulled up. So I was like, all right, here, let me go clock in. I go clock in. And then I run into Castro. He goes, hey, there's somebody here for you. And I'm like, ah, uh, I was like, just give me a minute. I'm like, let me go. Let me go take yeah. care of UPS. And I wasn't there. Yeah. And you weren't here because <laughs> yeah, it would have been like Thursday then Something if you like weren't that. here. Yeah. Or maybe Friday. I don't know. 
but you weren't here. Yeah. And so I'm like running over here doing this stuff. And by the time I was finished, unfortunately, Jesse had already left. He, like I messaged him like, hey, my bad. And he was cool about it. You know, he's like, yeah, no, no worries. You know, take care of what you have to take care of. Uh, and then originally I told him, I'm like, well, after takeover, let's meet up. Uh, again, no signal in the building. By the time I got out of the building, um, he, I had already received a message from him. He was just like, hey, I had to go back to my Airbnb. Yeah. So no worries. But then I told him, I'm like, dude, for fucking for this AEW show, like we have to. I'm gonna bring my right. I'm gonna bring my equipment so we can get your record a fan of the week. Like we have to find each other. And luckily, like he found us right after the show. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, we we were leaving our seats, and I was sitting there trying to figure out, like, all right, um, let me because I gave him my number. Like yeah. we, we we exchanged numbers because I was like, in case like you know social yeah. media is not working, we'll just text. But yeah, ran right into him. Super cool guy. We have Super a picture cool. with him. We'll post it because I, yeah. um, I gotta have Paul send me the photo. I had Paul take the photo, um, but yeah, Jesse, brother, you're you're missing one. And and listen, Jesse was the first fucking person to claim this, so Jesse will be a featured guest on the show. Yeah. Um, once we have something, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But I told him, I'm like Jesse, you fucking claimed it. Thank you, brother. We appreciate all the support. We yep. appreciate all the support from all you guys. Yeah, it's been overwhelming the amount of people that have been buying our shirts greeting us out in public you know sometimes it's a little eye roll inducing like my wife's like oh whatever <laughs> but you know it's genuinely sweet yeah and so kind of like funny with this weekend um because we mentioned it was like thanksgiving weekend i normally don't do much for thanksgiving um my like we used to go to my aunt and uncles mm-hmm. when we were younger but i don't then like they got divorced so we were just yeah. like and eh, we same kind of same thing with christmas and now, like, my sister and I have kind of taken it upon ourselves to, like, oh, we kind of, like, make our family do stuff. I mean, it's just my yeah. parents, my brother, my sister, you know, and then her kids and her boyfriend. Um, but her and she went and did her own stuff. And I wasn't going to do anything. But one of my cousins who I hadn't spoken with, or I had spoken with her, I just hadn't seen her in, like, I think maybe 10 years. It was just right. crazy to think that I'm, like, 10 years. Um, but I, I went to her house first, and then I went to my uncle's house her dad afterwards i was like fucking i was pulling the double yeah but i went over there saw her i get to meet like my adorable niece who i would always see pictures of her and like i fell in love i was like yeah. she's the most adorable fucking thing ever i'm like so that was nice you know i'm catching up with family but afterwards i went to my uncle's house and that's where my other family was my parents were there and so i get there serve my serve myself a second plate of food and sit down and everyone had already eaten like my uncles they'd all been they were uh they had a little bit of bubbly sure um and then my dad's like oh yeah he's like your uncle wants to know about uh you wrestling so i'm like okay <laughs> okay i'll dust this one up so like i show him the video <laughs> explain the context which is just funny because for christmas last year uh i gave my mom and my uncle eight by tens these eight by tens are special eight by tens of me dressed as the penis druid sure. my uncle you walk into his condo proudly displayed right there on his fucking like uh, living room table literally like right there you know and it's personalized to him and everything very proud and my fucking mom has it behind like a flower pot and like all these other of fucking course. like pictures you know <laughs> yeah. and so we're kind of just like busting her busting her chops about it i'm like mom my stupid fucking cousins haven't won shit and you have these pictures in front of them yeah, like this was my moment of glory yeah i'm like your son won a professional wrestling match so it was kind of fun just like telling yeah. that and like explaining like what a podcast is and they're just like oh cool like yeah i forgot why we started even talking about that um 
Or did we start talking about that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but fuck right. it. Listen, this we're was freestyling. yeah, we're freestyling today. Uh, but yeah, it was Thanksgiving's been you know we're, we're thankful for all of you guys, everyone who's been supporting us. Um, again, we we do it just because we love to do this. Like that was the one thing when Mango's like, oh, he's like, so you're doing it to like monetize off like the your company's success. I'm like, no, me and Stink just want to talk movies. I mean, we did want free steaks for a while, but. Yeah, we did want free steaks for a while, but we Omaha steaks. Ooh, okay. Well, before before <laughs> we get into this week's guest, I'm gonna fucking wrap it up with this story. All right. So remember, we had Joe, hot topic Joe, yeah, um, friend of the show, love him. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's the story centers on him. I haven't even told you yet because I purposely waited to <laughs> okay. waited for for us to record. You knew um, steak would come up eventually. No, not even <laughs> that. He was like, I just I at some point was gonna bring yeah. bring him up. So uh, after dinner, you know, after these festivities, mm-hmm. I met up uh, Paul and Anthony and Tanya, my roommates. We met up at Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mall here in Chicago over kind of by like the Sears Center, which is also weird. There was one time when Tony Khan was on Stone Cold podcast and he was talking about Schaumburg and Woodfield. How weird is that? How weird. It was like so weird to hear uh, like Stone Cold. He's like, Woodfield Mall, huh? And I'm just like super weird. Um, but I went there with them to kind of do some Black Friday shopping. You know, we have Secret Santa coming up here. Yep. Um, which I, the person I got, I told you who I have. I'm, I hope they're happy because I'm putting like some people, it's like, oh, you know, it's like a $20 limit. Yeah. No. No. I'm like, I know this person. I like this person. I mean, I like everyone I work with, but I like this particular person. Mm-hmm. You know, he or she, I like them yeah. a, a little extra more. So I'm, I'm, I'm hooking them up. Yeah. So hopefully they like it. Um, but we're just walking around trying to find some things and uh there's a store called box lunch which yeah. is like uh it's a sister store to hot topic so i go in there and um there's this particular item and uh it looked like it was like the display one so i i went up to just the, the front desk and i was like hey i was like um i want to buy this and like but like it looks kind of shitty because it's a display do you guys have any more in the back and the the woman ringing me up, she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here, let me call someone else to to go grab it." I'm like, "Fantastic!" Uh, so she calls someone over. She calls this cutie over, and she goes in the back and gets it. And while we're in line, we're kind of just talking, like I'm with the cashier. Yeah. But again, cutie comes from the back. And uh, at this point, uh, me and the cashier were talking about Full Metal Alchemist mm-hmm. Brotherhood, because I forgot what the context was. We just started talking anime. And Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood came up, and then the cutie she overheard like, "Oh, you guys are talking about this," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, we're talking about it." I'm like, "Yeah, man." I'm like, "I just, I wish there was more merch." You know, I'm like, "My buddy, uh, he's the head buyer over at Hot Topic, and I tell him all the time, like, oh, you guys should have more like Full Metal Alchemist merch." And we're kind of just laughing, and and she looks at me, and she goes, "Who's your buddy at Hot Topic?" I'm like, oh, "I'm like, his name's Joe." And she goes, Joe, and with her hand kind of makes the motion of yep. long hair, yep. like down to her shoulder. She's like, Joe, uh, I was like, Enriquez? She goes, yeah, oh my God, yeah. She goes with the long hair. I'm like, yeah. She goes, how do you know him? And I'm just like, well, uh, he was on my podcast, actually. He sponsors yeah. the show. And she was like, wait, what? You have a podcast? And boy, do I start talking. And then, you know, I'm kind of just like talking Joe. But I'm like, yeah, you know, he's on my podcast. You know, I'm like. He was one of like my favorite interviews. Just like yeah. that's a shoot. Like yeah. you remember me like both of us after that He's interview be our with first Joe. Twofer. Be your Two first timer. twofer, yeah. yeah. Um I'm like, yeah, you know, he I was like, he helped us get Kevin Smith. She looks at me, she goes, I'm sorry. Like, what? You have Kevin Smith on your show? I'm like, 
yeah. And we both just kind of started talking Kevin Smith, and I'm like, hold up. You want to say how much I love Kevin Smith? Yeah. I show her the tattoo. At this point, we've probably been there talking for like five, ten minutes, you know, just kind of chatting up. Yeah. And like I look over and like, because I go there frequently, I can kind of see like the, I know who the manager is. Like, yeah. I see her all the time. I like we kind of like glanced looks where she's just kind of just like all right hurry up because they, they were like almost closing yeah you know so i was just like oh okay i was like well yeah like you know it was nice to meet you blah 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 walk away didn't get a fucking name damn damn but the good thing is i frequent that store so the next time i go in you know i'll be able to like you're a minor celebrity there now yeah listen i'm kind of famous now yeah. well the the girl the cashier because i'm not talking about the cashier who's just like you know i'm talking about the cutie yeah yeah um the cashier was like oh she's like what's your podcast like and she gave me like a pen and a paper to like write it down yeah and i swear to god like i was i in my head i thought it was a receipt because i'm so busy like fucking talking to this girl <laughs> i was gonna like <laughs> autograph it and then i was like wait what did you want me to do with this and she's like oh just write down the name of your show and i was like oh here pwt cast yeah um so uh, listen i'm hoping that cutie is fucking listening right now and uh in he's which, got a thing for you uh, listen <laughs> I have no shortage of Kevin Smith stories. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully she's listening and she's like, oh, wow, this guy really is famous. Yeah. Um, but speaking of famous people, we have quite the guests this week. Yeah. Yeah. So as we mentioned last week, we recorded an episode with Stupid Michael, which a lot of people loved it. And yeah. it was the thing we told Michael. We're like, we're not doing this to like make fun of you. This is like yeah. a legit. We're trying to make you a character as part mm-hmm. of the fabric of our yeah plus you know and we like you yeah we like him we i would dare say i love michael yeah um but so we're recording with him and we knew uh zach Ryder and kurt hawkins were coming by and we reached out to them about recording and they were like yeah you know whatever time we have we'll sure we'll do it like awesome so our plan was they show up we'll stop recording record with them and then continue our conversation right yeah so if you're wondering why stupid michael's episode just cut off it was because uh, they came in and we were kind of waiting for them. They like they were filming stuff for their YouTube and everything, and we didn't want to get in the way and be nerds. And then finally they came through. And they're like, oh, "You want to do this?" And we're like, "Okay, yeah." Michael, chill out for a second. Disappeared. Disappear. Yeah, get out of here. And then he literally disappeared mm-hmm. and just just bounced for like. And he was my ride. He mm-hmm. was my ride to take over. But luckily Ryan wound up giving us a ride. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we wound up recording with them. It was fun. It was maybe only, it wasn't that long, not normally as long as the other ones, but yeah. it was still fun. Like, which is really cool because like they're two guys where, and kind of, we've talked about it before where like their, their wrestling characters are one thing. And then like, you get to meet Matt and Brian. Yeah. And those two guys are just, those guys are way bigger nerds than we are. But I mean that in like a good way, you yeah. know, because as an aside too i know this this is kind of funny zach Ryder was so tan his tan was like thanksgiving turkey levels of of brownitude but you know what he was on the fucking pre-show so he had to be tan brother he was looking good he was looking nice and roasted yeah uh so we had a fun quick little interview with them um we'll we'll just go ahead and get right to we've been talking for quite a while and we haven't even scratch the surface on i thought this was gonna be a shorter episode but it looks like it's gonna be another long-winded uh, yeah so uh without further ado we have brian myers and matt cardona aka kurt hawkins and zach Ryder. so uh with us today i think we have 
the we've only ever had uh, two other people that have the distinct. Uh, they can say they have they've had toys made of them. It was Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Yeah. Nobody else that we've had yet so far has been able to claim that. I think maybe Masa. Oh, he had yeah, like a micro brawler made of him. We just saw, the whole, we just saw the whole collection. Yeah, we just yeah. saw that. Yeah. But uh, let's get right to it. We have Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins with us. What's How up? are you guys doing? We're hey very guys. good. What's What's up? Up? We're live here in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, like wrestling tees studio, which like apartment, I, yeah, which has to be like I don't know how it is for you guys, like coming in and just seeing like all this because a lot of people will come into town and they have no idea like what pro wrestling tees is, right? Like just the like I'll give people tours and they're just like what the fu-? like yeah you guys do all this just like out of here and we're like yeah um, man like yeah. it's it's not some like giant I was telling them before we walked in just the idea that it exists is so cool to me you know a yeah. store that's you know like a fan can buy. A Macho Man shirt, a Colt Cabana shirt, and a major wrestling favorite podcast shirt in one order. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Well, also, like, I I can't think of anywhere. I know they had, like, the old WWE store. Like, was it, like, back in Niagara Falls? Oh, so they had I that. Know, they had that, but then, then there was, grew like, up the, in the one in uh, The restaurant, Manhattan. WF New York. The restaurant. And the store yeah. sucked. The store was not exciting, yeah. yeah. But, like, they don't okay. have, like, there's really been nothing else like that. No. no. Yeah. Like, this is the one, and I know it's, like, easy to be like, oh, yeah, it's cool for us, but, like, a lot of times we, I guess, it, when people come in really excited, I'm like, well, it's just, a, it's just a store. I was like, what's so crazy about it? Yeah, yeah, you get used but, to it. Yeah, and, like people uh, will be like, I'm here from Sweden. I'm like, what? Like, I'm blown away. We were walking around just seeing how everything gets made. It's and, pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, it's super cool that you know we have a store on Pro Wrestling Tees and we just made a shirt. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, we watched the actual process yeah, go yeah. down. You know, so that was cool. That yeah, that's the one thing too where a lot of people think it's just like, oh, a, a stock of t-shirts that we Which just is genius though. We to have not and sit on the stock and make everything print it's, to order. It's amazing. There's yeah. there's we make some of the most ridiculous shirts and if one person buys it, fine. Like who cares? You know, we yeah. don't have to make it's like the, there's no risk on anyone's part. The old yeah. school Maybe way our designer wasted a little bit of time, right. you know. Yeah. Like the old school way more. of stocking all these items it's just like archaic you yeah. don't need it anymore you don't but that that's also like fun because like with like with our podcast there's just like stupid t-shirts where we're like yeah sure we'll release no one's gonna buy uh this shirt and people start buying it you're right. like yeah. fantastic that's a bonus. Yeah. and there's a lot of like more so like podcasts out there like i know um like bruce pritchard a lot yeah. of his like he would it's just like catchphrases sure. and people just funny and catchy for a month you yeah, know and you just capitalize on making like a shirt. our producer over here smart mark sterling he has silver ball hair so we've released a couple of shirts where it says silver balls and people buy them. Right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like even... <laughs> yeah, like it, that's, that's yeah. one of the cooler aspects, of especially like one of my older jobs was as the shirts would come off a conveyor belt, I would be the one to like match them up and everything. And so that was going to be cool where like you see what's in where it's like, oh man, a lot of these people really like this specific oh, yeah, shirt. Have a real good grasp and of And then that, it just huh? keeps like, going. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. And like, especially when, when like uh, the indies get like rated and they're like, oh great all those wrestlers are gone like it it's fun because you see like the newer people that come right, in like that's really cool like, i never thought yeah, about that yeah yeah like it's like oh, okay now you know now a joey janelle is catching on and we're printing a lot of his shirts or yeah. uh dan Housen's catching on we're printing a lot of his stuff mm-hmm. so it's always it's like at least i can speak it from that perspective where it's like yeah, there's you always probably have, you probably get a really good grasp of that yeah right? there's always fingers be, on the pulse right yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go but it, it, and it's also like cool to see it's usually a lot of like the older wrestlers like you have uh like your macho mans your hulk hogan's mm-hmm. who like people are still buying their shirts people have been buying oh, their yeah. shirts they're, for they're, so they're long iconic now. now yeah yeah or even like uh bullet, like we still sell bullet club t-shirts and you'd think that like by now everyone who's wanted one has one but like we're still selling them or just like the cream of the crop macho man shirt yeah 
it's been out for how long people are still buying yeah, it and that, that's great. always cool because yeah. there's always like new fans being introduced like I don't know about you guys not all my friends and like family are like super into wrestling oh yeah, god yeah, of course not yeah yeah right but it's something when, when like they do find they're like hey who's uh who's this person and you kind of just start telling them about it and they're like oh, okay do, do they sell any shirts and you're just like do they here you go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it's, it's always like fun with that um so you guys were like walking around the shop i assume you guys noticed the uh the the amount of funkos that uh dave over here had over oh, by yeah. his area yeah. Yeah. i know specifically like it probably more so like me and you because i was watching that like funko documentary that's right and they show off just like your massive collection and yeah like it's, it's actually too massive i gotta i gotta do a purge in the next month the or purge so. is coming yeah i have three uh ikea billy bookcases full of, of funkos and i already have a bunch that I haven't opened yet that need to go on there. And of course, I'm not going to stop buying them. So I need to cut some things. So, because yeah. I, I don't have the real estate to display it more. See, like, you at least like have like a home. With me, right. it was like, I always, I tell <laughs> yeah, the story all the time with my last apartment. I just, I had them, same thing, like book, uh, those like bookshelves from, yeah. uh, from Ikea. I had them set up in my living room. And uh, I had a, a woman friend over, and she walks in, and she's just like looking over. <laughs> a woman and, friend. A woman friend. We'll call her oh, that. Yeah. She immediately uh, became aroused at all his Funko. Yeah, she was yeah, like, she's looking going, around, huh? and she was like, "Your living room looks like a hot topic." And I'm, just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Definitely. "Yeah, hi. I'm like, "Oh, it's. I'm just selling these." She's like, "Oh, you're selling these?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, okay." And in the back of my head, I'm like, "I am keeping every single one of these. Right. I am so never you're, getting you're rid a of." You're box guy, then I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I oh, keep, we're Lucy. Let them breathe, baby. Really? I'm an open box collector. There you go. The Funko packaging is so flimsy, man. Yeah, but it does look nice in the package. I will say that. But it's it's hard when you have so many. Like it's easier to stack them with the box. But I I like to like display them. But I have just millions of Funko. What's like like my autographed ones? Like I don't want to. I want to take them out. Different story. Those I'll keep them in there. That's one good thing about the Funko. There's a very nice autograph. Yeah, you can do right there on that that window. It's nice. Well, like I mean, you you have your own Funko. Do you ever have people come up like because? We've done like the autograph signings with like punk, and people always come up. They're like hardcore collectors with the box, just oh, out of it. So it's like times, folded yeah. specifically. Folded yeah, folded yeah, yeah, nicely, yeah, yeah. And like they're, they're specific marker. Yeah, because like, it's so like I'm saying, it's right. so flimsy. The danger of getting that smashed up. Yeah, like, just like being out for the day with it. You drop yeah, it. forget like, it. Yeah, yeah big yeah. dent. Yeah, yeah. So I always feel bad when like I have friends who I'll be like, don't. I'm like, don't buy AF like like just random retail shops that don't care about packaging like yeah. i know tar- amazon fuck amazon fuck target too target put amazon. a fucking sticker everywhere like you, yeah, order, you order a figure from amazon man you don't know what you're gonna get like nope. packaging yeah wise. if you're a middle car collector and you yeah. order from amazon you're a schmuck like, yeah. yeah well <laughs> you're just, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that but you're really rolling the dice it's well like i don't know pointless. if you guys have seen like at walmart's now like with the bigger 10 inch ones they started putting the like security tag like the weird like spider wrap thing uh, on it that uh, you would put on like a tv oh really and i'm like my ocd i'm like you like creases i'm like there would be no way like but even with like though it's like weirder now too because they're like we talked about it like me and myself dave like now they're expanding to like funko rides funko it's like like, i love it but like i just got this this funko millennium falcon it's fucking huge i'm like where am i gonna put this thing yeah like like, i didn't know you had that it's huge yeah like it's great but and then they make the ghostbuster firehouse i'm like fuck yeah yeah i got it oh man dioramas and stuff yeah yeah, like when they had like the, the movie moments and stuff like that. Yep. The movie moments, yeah. It's it's easier to just throw like the little boxes on the shelf. But when, yeah, when you have everything like the right. like I saw the ghost house, super cool. I would love it, but like realistically, what am I gonna you know? Where what am I doing? Like, yeah. like I had my uh, my giant porg, and it was just sitting there for a while. For when people were like come over, they're like, oh, that's cool. 
See, Man. some of the, the life-size ones, like, well, the bigger ones, like, I consider the pork, like, life-size, so I have that. Yeah. But then some of them are just, like, big for no reason. Like, I don't get those. Luckily. They're not to scale. Yeah, so it's, like, for, like I convince myself, like, the pork is, like, oh, it's life-size. Or, yeah. like, for instance, the the big Jurassic Park T-Rex. I'm, like, okay, well, that's to scale with the other figures, right. you know? But then they, like, why do I need a Mickey Mouse one that's that big? You're, like, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like, an Ewok. It's, like, all right, it's not big enough to be an Ewok. It's just, like, a bigger pop. Yeah, or they'll make a small Voltron. Yeah, it's, it's like six inches yeah like we so we kind of talk about like amongst ourselves because one of like one of our buddies here he has he sells toys m3 toys cheap plug uh but it's kind of like now that funkos are just becoming more and more available especially with like the chase pops because before it was the actual chase where you're like oh shit i need to go i need to go to this target as soon as they fucking open yeah, yeah. get yeah. there in time and try to make sure that i get it but now it's just become like more readily like readily available i don't know for you guys like as collectors it's mm-hmm. kind of like lost its luster a little i mean because like i i love funko and like luckily we kind of have a little hookup there like for instance at comic-con if we go we can like cut that line yeah but the amount of exclusives they have at comic-con it's like they probably have a hundred different exclusives it was wild this year i couldn't believe the list i was like, but how, like how can we, anyone we were there day one and like they were sold out of the ones too. we wanted so yeah. like they're making them but people are buying them yeah. so like yeah yeah good for funko and i think anything that I like the idea of like chase and exclusives and things in collecting. It just keeps things interesting. I think you know yeah, that's part of the fun. If everything was so easy, then it wouldn't be fun. Like, you exactly. Can't, yeah. Like you can't walk into a Target and want every new figure or get every new figure in yeah. the set. Like all your expectations just there on the shelves. Like that's not like in doesn't. Maybe it might sound like fun in your head, but in actuality, it's not going to be. It's all about the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, you, you know? got to go look for that store. stuff. Yeah, because yeah, that's always always like weird too. And I'll see people sell like lots where they're like, "Here's the complete Stranger." Th- like Stranger Things ones with every single exclusive, and it's like, yeah. well, like, what are you just? You're just gonna it's, buy your spend, you know, over, four or yeah. five hundred dollars yeah. to yeah. just have them all there, and then it's like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I've done that a couple no, of times. I bought king, it, you know, the, he's, he's <laughs> the king of that. Yeah. But it, it was like really with like the Funkos or just like no, other like toys because I know because you guys yeah. don't you guys don't yeah. just do like the Funkos like wrestling toys in general. Like, I imagine you saw all the the older wrestling figures. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like one of my first checks working with WWE, I bought the entire LJN collection. Uh, somebody, some some guy on eBay had it all, and I'm like, all right, this is great. Just boom, one shot, all in mint condition, and that's one of the best purchases I ever made because that that collection is worth a lot of money, and you just pieced it together, and it's kind of hard to I do. I took like exactly a year, and I pieced together like a loose mint LJN collection. It was a lot of work. See, Marty hard. Marty DeRosa, a friend of ours, like he's super into collecting toys as well, mm-hmm. and so like every other like whenever he like we hang out and he starts like getting really into like his toy stuff, like he'll bring you guys up all the time. He's actually and, doing our podcast so, tonight. Our live oh, really? Show tonight, yeah, yeah. So that, like that's fun because even like my roommate, he's like he'll buy uh, like Japanese figures and sell those, and sometimes they'll come in. And I'll be like, oh cool, how much was this? He's like, this was ninety dollars. Oh yeah, dude. and I'm like, Forget about oh my like, god, it's so fragile and like yeah. I'll hear horror stories of people with kids who just like. Oh, Oh, oh god yeah my son just opened this up and i'm like oh, I, yeah. I could not imagine we're, just like we said we're, we're letting breathe guys we think toys should be taken out of the package to be mm-hmm. appreciated it's like, art mm-hmm. it's art yeah so we definitely devalue stuff on a regular basis oh, yeah. but like, like also our intent is to like to own it and cherish it like we're not trying to like mm-hmm. sit on it and hopefully it's an investment value yeah. like yeah. it's just a, i don't know it's a weird thing to me well like collecting for as long as you guys have do you guys still have any like white whales out there um now, like I'm considered the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collecting. Sure. A lot of, uh, <laughs> I'm a shaking lot of, my head. Yeah, that's what Ryan audio. said. He said the Michael Jordan of yeah, wrestling. There's yeah. a lot of uh, WWF Hasbro prototypes that I own, uh, but there's one that I haven't found. It's they released the Shawn Michaels like boy toy 
era Shawn Michaels, but the prototype is him doing like the um, like Jake the Snake style punch. It's, it's Virgil's body, right? It's Virgil's upper body, but Bret Hart's legs. Okay. Uh, but it came out and like as like Macho Man's like. But I'm doing the movement now. Yeah, you can't yeah. see the, uh, the the first Macho Man. Yeah, figure. that's the, the body. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's so, the body that eventually came out. But there's photos of this of this punching Shawn Michaels. Punching Shawn. So I'd like to find that. And of course, there's the orange card. Uh, so that never came out with like Diesel. And I, I I have this gut feeling that there's a painted Diesel out there somewhere. I do have the artwork to that and the unpainted head. So I I want to believe there's a painted Jeff Jarrett's and that's yeah, Men on a Mission. Men on a Mission. It's pretty cool. So either the Shawn Michaels or that. That diesel, for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a big ECW guy, so my thing was piecing together every single ECW wrestling figure autographed by said people. Uh, and this a couple months ago, I finally got the last one, which was Mike Awesome, because he passed like a yeah. good amount of time ago. So it was very difficult to come by, and I finally found from a credible source. He had you know photo evidence proof, of, and I almost became like by default like an expert in these. <laughs> Autographs. Like I knew yeah. like what I, I know what everyone's autograph looks like like to a T. I can tell you right away. So uh, I finally finished that, which was pretty sad. We have uh, one of the managers here who's also he's like that with autographs. Like mm-hmm. it is like we'll go to conventions. It's insane how he's just like. Dude, I see stuff like, on eBay all the time. Like, this yeah. is fake as shit. Because I, I remember like a few years back, I told him, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking for like an Eddie Guerrero autograph. And there's not, there's not a lot of There's that. not yeah. a lot of them out there. Yeah. Uh, and there was like one that I was like, oh yeah, I think this one's legit. And he's like, let me look at it. He's like, let me talk to my guy. A few days later, he goes, yeah, no bullshit. Way. He goes, yeah, no, yeah. don't. It's hard, to sell, it's hard to say though, because for instance, like if you meet me at a signing, as opposed to meeting me at 4 a.m. in the airport, you get a different signature. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing, but it's like you get the rush with the airport. There's experts yeah. who can like, Authent- sure, sure. Like we just signed, we just signed like, like the, the door. Doing. It's a nice, best wish is, yeah, you know, yeah. nice, crisp. Yeah. But if you're if you're there throwing a bunch of eight by tens in my face at four a.m. in the morning, you're gonna get the the, the, the quick old <laughs> yeah. Zack Ryder ZR, you know, well, like yeah, like I I know you guys are probably really appreciative of having a fan approach you, but like that's kind of like dude, there's, no, there's that's nothing, my number one. There's nothing I'll, worse. I'll meet you and be nice to you anywhere, any yeah. place except that. It's yeah. such a, like, I hate the people who go. Just to resell, and they have like a stack of eight by tens, or yeah, or the the big thing obvious. is like all, all the tops cards. I'm like, dude, I'll sign one, and you know what? If it's a card I don't have, I'm taking it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, just think about like traveling, like how yeah. zero fun that is, right? Yep. And then now you have people chasing you and ask you for autographs, and you're trying to figure out what gate you're going to or where security is. Tired. If it's a genuine bag, fan, or, yeah, or I can understand. 3.34 a.m. in the morning. But if it's yeah. some motherfucker just trying to sell something on eBay, yeah. I'm not And cool the sad that. part is most of, it, most of it is that. It's not. Yeah, and you can yeah. spot those people like we a have, mile away. We have a t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. It's because usually when we're signing figures, we have to send to Mr. Edward Bay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that who this is going to? eBay. Yeah. Well, I know there was one time where it, when the Royal Rumble where um, where AJ showed up, it was like in Orlando, I think. Yeah. Um, me and one of the guys here, like last minute, because he used to have a friend that worked for Spirit, so he'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go to this the show? We can pay twenty dollars for the ticket, wow. like for the plane ticket, you know, yeah. just like super cheap." I'd be like, "All right, fuck it, let's go." We would go and promptly go. And the hotel we wound up staying at was where they had like a lot of the wrestlers like staying at. Yeah. And. I was just shocked. It was like my first experience with people just like hanging out in the lobby. And I'm like, oh, that's wild. I was like, oh man. I'm like, I don't think they have our rooms ready. There's all these people out here. And it would just be that, you know, like, just camping out. yeah, just camping know, out, yeah. just waiting. Like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, Mark Henry's over by the bar. He's, like, <laughs> he's talking to his friends. What um, up, dude? Yeah, I like, went away and they walk you, by. And they're just like, hey. Even hi. that's like, that's not the best, but that's way more okay than 
the airport attack. Yeah, so it's a little more natural of a <laughs> yeah, setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I, ha- I know I haven't had many encounters like at airports with like a celebrity or just someone you, that you recognize like that. But even then, I like. I think I would be. There's a way to approach someone like you mentioned. If you're yeah. sitting there looking, if you, I can see you sitting there like trying to figure out where you are, I'm not just gonna walk up and be like, right. can you sign all ten yeah. of these? It's also pretty ballsy. Like oh, I don't. Yeah. Oh, you'd be. I blown if away. I catch someone uh, at the airport like doing all that and they have like a whole stack of stuff that they've had signed, I'll take a picture and put it on the internet. I don't care. Like I'll call them out. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's scummy. I it's think, a little you know? scummy. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, we'll, like we'll have wrestling like our. This is really cruel to say, but wrestling wrestler autographs are not really all that valuable unless they like pass and then there's no way of getting them again. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Like you like, probably get like sell you a get Finn Balor figure. Five yeah, and you get him to sign it. Yeah. Okay, so you just turn a twenty five dollar figure into a thirty dollar figure. Like, I don't know. I mean, crumbs make crumb cake. It's not a big business plan <laughs> though. You know, you got one. Yeah, because like I know we've had a lot of wrestlers like come through here in the store and. It's like the ones where I'm like, oh, like Mick Foley. I love Mick Foley. I'm going to ask him for this mm-hmm. autograph, not because I'm going to like flip it. It's like, I genuinely like this person. Right. I want something signed. But even with like that, like there'll be wrestlers here who like our boss is paying them to be here and he'll right. be like, do you want an autograph? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to bother him for an yeah. autograph. Yeah. You're like, it's still like, because to us, you're like, we you want to be respectful. Yeah, I want to be respectful. Yeah, I mean, we're diehard wrestling fans. Look at me wrong. And like when we first started, it was very looked down upon to like, Hey, can I get a pick? You know, yeah. you just look, they, you would be crucified for it. Now. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, through the years, I've just matured and realized, you know, like what we do is pretty cool and pretty privileged to be doing it. And it's pretty special. So I don't care if I, you know, yeah. if I want to picture Mick Foley, I'm just going to picture Mick Foley. Like, like, my goal at this thinks, year's or, WrestleMania was to get yeah. a picture with Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart because I've known them for so long and I've been around them so many times, but I never asked for a photo. Yeah. And this year at WrestleMania, I'm, like, I'm going to get both. I basically stalked Bret Hart at the WrestleMania <laughs> after party to get the photo, and I did. I See, I was like that. This year, we have a convention here, C2E2, and Paul Rudd was there. And I was like, I fucking, I love Paul Rudd. Paul I'm Rudd like, is pretty cool, dude. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I need to get a photo with him because there was a lot of people. Like, they had some of like the Power Rangers there. They had Kimberly, the Pink Power Ranger. Ooh, yeah. But she, I could not like her line was just always big, and because we were working with like with Punk and and like the Bucks and all them, we had like the backstage passes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, whenever we'd be in the back, never she was just never there. So I was like, "Fuck!" And like, I really didn't. The line was so long; they, had, the they kept having the to cut it line, off. Man. But yeah, she, she. What's she up to these days? Uh, Signing at conventions as Pink Ranger. Man, yeah. I think she's also like a country singer. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, there was like a, a while back where everyone was like, "Yeah, she wow. she did country music for a while. She was on some like one of those like cop shows." Wow. But yeah, like Paul Rudd, I kind of just saw him there, and I'm like. <sighs> I'm like I'm just gonna go for yeah, it. When else are you gonna meet Paul Rudd? Exactly. Yeah. Well, like there's this uh, local like Chicago celebrity Sven Gulli who he would just like late Saturday nights they would play like old horror movies and he would just kind of like do commentary to it. Kind of like, like Elvira. Kind of like he's like a less sexy Elvira. Okay. Uh, and so it was like both of them and he's here in Chicago but I never see him like in makeup and I can't you know I'm like I want Sven Gulli not Rich Coes. Oh, and yeah. so like they were both together and I was like it was, along with Ming Chen from Comic Book Man. I was like, hey. Oh, Ming, I love Ming. <laughs> he's the nicest person yeah. ever. Like, I've, yeah. I've met him before as well, but I was just like, you three are the only people that I want pictures of at the convention. I'm like, you're in the, ex- you're together right, right now. Yeah. I'm like, the exact place, the exact it's time. Cool. I'm like, can I just get a picture? And, you know, they're really cool, but, um, yeah, I can only really imagine. I was but you have to, like, like, bite that bullet. You think about that, like, you remember, they're not going to remember that. Right. So yeah. Just get it over with. No, yeah. of course not. But even, like, with approaching, like, wrestlers, same thing, like, when wrestlers come in through here, like, we've not had anyone who's just, like, fucking. Can you believe this fucking guy? Like they've all just been like genuinely. Well, it's part of the gig. You got to realize, yeah, people are gonna want that. You know. Now you guys are pretty hardcore 
toy collectors, but I imagine that was born out of like being kids and just sure. collecting all your favorite stuff. When did you start, you know, going from like smashing your figures together to like, wow, I really got to find this on this card? Uh, I think like high school era. Yeah, you know, especially. You really uh, serious. I think it was like with for me. I always played with the wrestling That's, figures. Yeah, I was more into that than like the the collecting them in a yeah. card. And like, yeah. I just I, I like the creativity of having my my figure fed and yeah. the storylines and what was going to happen. And I would lay out matches on the floor and like build to them all week and you know pay it off or whatever. You know? And even when I thought I was too old, I was still buying the figures for my brother and playing with my brother's figures. Yeah, up until like. Before we moved to developmentals, I was in college playing with figures. Like yeah, even when we started training, playing. I would like justify like, oh no, I'm just trying to figure out like how this spot would work when I'm using these figures. You know, <laughs> I definitely I had a fig fed like in college. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. See, like, I didn't get into wrestling till later, till like 2004. And by then, I was like 13, and like I didn't, I didn't really play with my toys anymore. By then, I was kind of just like out and about with like my friends or just sports and things. And my uncle, he like it turned out he was like a closeted wrestling fan where he was like. I have so many Rey Mysterios and Eddie Guerreros. Do you want them all? And I was like, fantastic. So like, I have those, and a lot of them like I opened up, but like I still like I still have them, and they're just like in like random like junk drawers. Yeah. But like, I would also like there was like a while where I was just like, well, I have all these wrestling toys, and then one of my neighbors, he was like a little younger than me, and he's very spoiled, so he had like everything. He's like, do you know what the Elimination Chamber is? I was like, I. I don't. What is this? <laughs> oh, and so he, like, he was, he was that kid who had like that thing was so hard to play. Yeah. With. Like oh, every, yeah, yeah. Yeah. in there was yeah. not fun at all. No, I'm yeah. just like, uh, but he had like every single ring and and all those. And he, like, I didn't know what like WCW was because again, this was like just being introduced to WWE. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you know, Sting is. I'm like, Sting. 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 I was like, yeah. what? So that was also really fun. That's, I discovered WCW from finding the gloobs on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Going, buying WWF Hasbro guys and then seeing them going, wait, what a second. Yeah, we can combine. Yeah. yeah. And they were on scale, so it's perfect. Prep for the fig beds. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite current toys now that maybe aren't necessarily wrestling related? Like, I know I've emailed you a couple times about Ninja Bro, Turtles. Those NECA Ninja Turtles. My favorite toys on of all fire. time. Like, uh, really, they really capture the movie figures perfectly yeah. and then the, the cartoon because even when we were kids, the figures that were made for the cartoon really weren't they didn't based like on the cartoon. cartoon. Like, later on, they made a couple. Yeah. But these are dead on to the cartoon. Um, and again, like we talk about limited edition, like, they are exclusive to Target or GameStop. So it's fun. It's fun when you find it. It's not fun when you don't find it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, the highs and lows of figure collecting. Yeah. Like, they just dropped those, those four new two packs. And I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah. I don't live by a Target. This is not easy. So. <laughs> Those are my favorites for sure. Um, uh, besides, like actively collecting so much WWE Mattel stuff, um, I guess right now I'm into the Super Seven has a MLB license mm-hmm. finally, and they're making reaction like MLB guys that did classics and mascots. So there's a Mr. Met coming out that I'm super pumped to get, and there's going to be like modern day guys, which I think is cool too. I mean, I think that's cool that like those Kenner style like five points of articulation toys are like coming back, yeah. and then you see like new stuff like it's, they got He Man figures. It's so like wild, that. like. I always uh, tell this story. Uh, when Mattel came out with those retros that we just like fell in love with, yeah. they look exactly like Hasbro's. And people of our generation are like, oh my God. Yep. And then Luke Gallo's son is like 10 or 11, and I w- he collects wrestling figures. And I was like, oh, is he going crazy for those retros? He's like, no, his kids had elites his whole life. He thinks they're like little fat, dumpy, <laughs> shitty, detailed no figures. Wrist right. joints. Because like, he has no sentimental attachment to them like we all do. We're yeah. like, holy cow. Like, it's so weird to think that like, the worst detail a figure can be, the more we love it. Right. Yeah. But it's all that those sentimental feelings of being a little kid, like all over again, that you can't replace. That's the best part about figure collecting is like you can 
basically recreate your childhood or yes. in some cases make it better. You know, like yeah. for instance, like Christmas 94, I didn't get the one, two, three kid. You know what I'm saying? I was devastated, but yeah. now I can go on eBay and buy it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But sure. I think that's the, that's the one thing like toys are really good at is capturing and then like monetizing your nostalgia. Yeah. That's like the real hot thing now. I think. Yeah. Like my roommate who also works here with us, he, like I mentioned, he's a toy collector. There's a lot of like vintage toys, toy stores around here. Like he, he like works part time at one even, but like he'll go to a lot of them. And there's like a while where I was like, all right, I'll tag along. Let me see what the big thing is. And like the very first one that we went to, I fucking fell hook, hook, hook oh, line yeah. and sinker. Yeah. Cause they had a, an old Power Rangers, like Megazord. The same thing where it's like, Oh, I didn't get this one as a kid. And it's right there. Good condition. And I'm just like, I'm not going to buy that. I'm not going to buy that. And then, uh, like, he's buying all this other stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, my buddy's buying all this stuff. How much do you give me that for? He's like, oh, I don't know, like 40. I'm like, oh my God. Like, in my head, I'm yeah. ready to be yeah, like, yeah. I'm ready to just like, I'll give you a hundred. I'll give yeah, you yeah, yeah. $200 right now, cash, if I can get that. But it's fun just like being able to like recreate yeah. that because. I love going to all those shops too. And even if it's not something that I collected per se or want, it's just even seeing it be like, oh, I remember yeah. this or I had this or, you know. Like, cool. A lot of like the older like uh, Marvel toys. Like just the packaging on like all those older like yeah, X Men yeah. toys, yeah. Just toy biz. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had yeah. so many of those. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan gave you like the tour of the place. It was great. Please tell me you saw my Playgirl Hogan. Yes, figure. we did. He, he pointed out. <laughs> I was everything. blown yeah. away by that's that. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. it's so that's cool. A, that's a toy biz Hogan yeah. Target exclusive. Well, right? like fans come in and they'll pick it up and like the the joints are all loose, so then I gotta like repose them constantly. Yeah. But it's I, like, it blew me away. Yeah, it was, was, so, he, it's gonna be on our vlog. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. He went out of his way to point. point yeah, out. yeah, so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that that corner over there, it's like yeah. you'd think it was like, oh, this is where Ryan brings his children over to, to yeah. play with and bring them grown men. It's a fun place to work at, so you got to keep it fun. Yeah, you know? for sure. Well, like we had uh, we had some people visiting uh, from out of state. Like I mentioned, they were like, oh, can can you show us your shop? I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And uh, Ryan was testing in uh, an, a t-shirt gun, so he's like sitting there just blasting it off in the shop, yeah. and we're just like, yeah, yeah, and he goes. Man, he goes. Your boss just lets you guys do that. I was like, day of the office. Yeah. Bring, bring that tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that T-shirt gun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is our boss. Like, yeah. you know, just the amount of things that we can we can get away with here. Yeah. Just I'm gonna ask him about that gun. You do the, the China yeah. entrance, yeah. but instead of pyro, you're just shooting up shirts. <laughs> <laughs> shooting up major pod shirts. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up now with yeah. the one question we we ask all all the people that come on here is do you remember the first piece of wrestling and with you guys I'm, I imagine you know exactly down to the T what was the first piece of wrestling merchandise that you like specifically remember like getting whether it was shirts or toys whatever like for me it was the Eddie Guerrero I'm your poppy shirts mm -hmm. that was around the time I got into wrestling yeah. and it's it's still like very old and like the, the screen prints just like falling apart yeah, so yeah. I can't wear it anymore but uh, what about you guys? See, I don't remember my first like memory of wrestling. I know like it's been consuming my whole life. So my earliest memories are loving and being obsessed with the wrestling. So I don't remember my first match or my first figure or first shirt. But like my whole childhood was consumed by wrestling. So I, I had all the LJN figures. Like which one was first? I don't know. And I was so young. They were basically like chew toys for me. Like all the fingers are chewed off oh, and stuff man. like that. They're all beat up. I still have my childhood ones. Like. I'm not, you know who Sam Roberts in that, that yeah. Sam Roberts, that Mark, yeah. he, he collects like his figures, but displaces his childhood ones. They're all disgusting and stuff yeah, like, you just keep I, those in a box. I, hung, I had I those, like, have in, literally in the toy box in my parents. You're an adult collector, yeah, you don't need to put those on display. in my parents' basement. I have the nice mint ones, but yeah. I still keep those ones. They're all chewed up and beat up because that, that was my life. Yeah, I uh, I can't remember LJN's in the store or, or and having them. I had them, but I got them like from like garage sales and things yeah. like that. But I remember ha like, 
I guess that little gap between LJ's and Hasbro's and the anticipation of the Hasbro's coming out. And my mom came home with four of them. It was like Hogan, Rick Rude, Axe, and like DiBiase. But she gave them, she presented them to me and my brother to like co-own them. And that did not sit oh, right I with me. That. And drove me nuts for weeks until like, I think I beat him in like a game of horse or something to, for sole ownership of the four figures I couldn't take. And he was like, kind of getting out of wrestling anyway which that's always the worst like as a kid when they're like oh no these are for you and your siblings oh, holy yeah. cow I was like Sucked. come on man I can't yeah, do it's this like, what the fuck yeah. Yeah. but thank you guys uh, for coming Thanks on for yeah, yeah, we appreciate fun. it very yeah much. We, we appreciate we're getting, we're getting paid for this right yeah, <laughs> yeah sure uh, yeah R- R- Ryan will front the bill hell yeah <laughs> he'll give you the uh, he'll give you the bill with um the t-shirt gun hell yeah thanks guys thanks Thank you again to Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, a.k.a. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Um, I felt like a little out of place not knowing as much about toys as uh, like you guys did. Yeah. Was, well, he he actually got me into the the NECA Ninja Turtles. Like Those are like some of my prized. Like I got the big ones, and then I got the six-inch ones. And, you know, sometimes when you meet people that you admire on TV or anything, sometimes they disappoint you. Um, Zack Ryder when I first messaged him was nothing but kind. He was talking about cases. I should put my Ninja Turtles in. He was encouraging me to go out and buy other ones, like very passionate about toys. And, uh, same thing with Kurt Hawkins. I mean, that guy's got a love for, uh, those vintage wrestling toys and like the ECW stuff. And it's just cool. Like, and I forgot to ask him, I was to say, Hey, how many people are into toys as much as you guys? But it's, it's so cool that they have like a side passion and then they both are like, good buds and like hey we both enjoy the same thing together and i mean kind of like what we're doing they mm-hmm. went and they said hey we're going to do our own thing so it was yeah really which cool. like their even their live show was pretty fun yeah. you had marty derosa show up yeah like i mentioned he opened for them um but yeah it, it was it, i i hope to talk to them again in the future yeah because uh, like i said i i kind of went in just expecting like to know more about toys than i actually did and, and then like, oh no i was like you guys all started talking at one point and i'm like I have no. I'm so out of my. The articulation and shit. Yeah, uh, but it was a fun show. We've uh, we banked up quite a few episodes. I'm really excited for uh, next week. We're gonna have uh, the episode we were originally supposed to have, um, but then I think Thanksgiving happened. Yeah, our episode with our friends uh, Wes Allen, Cash Allen, and Zach Schildwalker, who we did the live show with. Um, I'm gonna look through the bonus footage probably won't because it's so fucking busy but i'll see if i have time i'll we'll put up the uh the live episode as like a, a bonus episode sure. uh but i'm excited to to put that one out because we've kind of been holding out on it for like and i feel a, bad and i feel bad no but you know it's like again i i've told them forever that like i wanted to record with them i love following do you follow zach on or um, yes. wes on instagram yes i think so yeah he posted this video the other day where uh he took um he took cash to go pick up his his girlfriend for thanksgiving and he's like sitting in the car and he's like <sighs> um he's like yeah he goes uh cash had me wait out here so not become that fucking dad or that i'm too embarrassing to go inside yeah. uh he's like now i'm sitting out here in the car like a fucking jerk off but like it was i like do yourself a favor follow wes on instagram he is only quality content yeah you know probably one of the coolest dads like you and him probably like the two coolest dads <laughs> that i know i guess ryan ryan's in there ryan's too pretty cool dad um but yeah we we're, we're gonna put that episode out next week because again it's it was a fun one it, it was a long one and it was just like kind of went in a lot of different directions and 
that night, like, I kind of felt like we could have just kept on going because we finished yeah. recording. Cash had already fallen asleep. Spoiler alert. Cash just falls yeah. asleep at one point during that episode. And uh, we just kept going. And then we cut it off. And, like, I'm getting my stuff. And we just still kept talking for, like, another 30, maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. Those you are know? the best, though, sometimes. Right? Like, just I. And shooting I, the shit. Yeah. And I felt, I was like, man, I was like, I, and I remember telling Wes not too long after, I'm like, I feel like I've known you for, like, forever now. And I've really only known you guys for a little bit of time. But, yeah, that that episode will be out next week. Um, we didn't get to a lot of movie talk up front. No? No, but uh, I actually I heard well, a rumor. We had Jojo Rabbit. We had Jojo Rabbit, so a, a little, little bit. bit. But uh, I heard a juicy rumor, actually. And I, I meant to tell you, I literally was going to tell you about it, and then Nick walked down the aisle yeah. at the show. And I was, so I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. But uh, there's a rumor that Doctor Doom is going to show up in Black Panther. That they are going to adopt the Do More storyline, and that uh, in the five years that everybody was gone, when Victor Von Doom decided, like, huh, well, now's the time to fucking start fucking, you know, taking over and making Latveria bigger. And that's so, awesome. Right? Dude, like, I can't wait. And there's still, like, people are like, ooh, Namor might also fucking cameo. I'm like, you're going to give me a fucking Black Panther sequel with Namor and Dr. Doom in it? Like, just shut up and take my money. Yeah. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve it. Like, <laughs> I'm... If that comes to fruition. Um, yeah. The nerdgasms around the the globe will shatter. Oh, it'd be so awesome. Tectonic and again, they haven't confirmed it, but, like, I think that'd be pretty cool if they, if they introduced... They've got to be doing something with Doctor Doom. Well, I feel like that'll be the thing, you know? Because, like, Doctor Doom is such a good villain. Like, he doesn't have to be the Fantastic Four's first villain right they have you know they have plenty of other people that you can introduce via that way yeah. so i'm pretty confident um i'm pretty confident that like yeah. if the rumor is true because again from like the the source that i saw at the guy he's been pretty like spot on with most stuff that he's said he doesn't really like put well, out any rumors and then you have you know you've got like wakanda wanting to be its own sovereignty and then you got latveria i mean that yeah, I mean, listen, it's all it's there. Intriguing. We talked about it with Ethan Page, either on mic or off mic, but like, yeah, it was there. Hey, we got to see Ethan Page too. Yeah, at Freelance, yep. gave him a shirt. Um, yeah, shout out Ethan. He's a real fucking cool yeah, guy. Cool dude. Uh yeah, but I'm really excited about that. Like, yeah, we actually we talked with him about a Mandalorian. We talked about Mandalorian. Ooh, did you watch uh, episode four oh, yeah. yesterday? How adorable is Baby Yoda? First of all, yeah, like. I don't want to give too many spoilers to those that haven't watched it, but like in the tradition of like, you know, cause this is kind of like a space Western, a lot of Westerns took a lot of cues from like, uh, Kurosawa movies, like samurai epics. And so this is very much like seven samurai. Um, I won't say any more, but, um, yeah, baby Yoda, the cutest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. My, my daughter hasn't seen any of the episodes and she was kind of sick today. And before I left to come up here, uh, my stepson started watching episode four, and she's like, "I love that thing with all my heart." <laughs> Me too. I would, I would give my life for Baby Yoda. Yeah. But anytime, anytime he wasn't like with Baby Yoda, like when he let Baby Yoda play with all those other nervous. little kids, <sighs> I, but, uh, I, I don't want to say anything else. But there was a moment where you're like, "Oh my god!" <sighs> yeah. Watch episode four, you yeah, guys. You guys know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I I know most of you aren't sociopaths like me and stay up till two thirty yeah. in the morning when it's like out here in our time zone. But yeah, it was really fun. Um, 
something else that's really fun is uh, our favorite segment of the week, which is fan of the week. Yes. You know, we mentioned it earlier. Friend of the show, Kevin Aldridge. Um, he made this fucking awesome theme for us and it provides so much joy oh so, so many people joy. yeah <laughs> like i love when, like people always just like you know quote it talking mm-hmm. about the song it's uh it's fan of the week last week's fun last week's fan of the week was pretty fun this week is just as fun we had yeah. a friend of the show jesse he read it for us you know like i i told him like we need to get you uh we want to record we i i got i got the chance to record a, a few others with a few other people you know yeah. Uh, hey, I also ran into non totally non related. I ran into Ryan Mears at oh. the yeah at the yeah. freelance show, which oh my god, again forget about that from the show uh, Dave, uh, who runs Boogie Dogs yep. here in Chicago. Um, which for those of you unfamiliar, he used to be set up inside of the Logan Square Auditorium where he'd sell these like gourmet hot dogs that he makes. Yeah. Um, now he hangs out outside of the venues after shows, after freelance shows, AEW shows. These are elaborate hot dogs. I ate my weight in chili dogs, dude. Yeah, they're, I. They're not just uh, wieners. These are top-notch dogs. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think we did talk about it, but on last week's show, maybe. Yeah, but you, listen, you had your fill. I yeah, I would plug him every chance. Like yeah, if you're in Chicago, you know, hit him up. Fucking amazing hot dogs. Yeah, but he's hustling. Yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead and get to fan of the week this week because it's uh, a very special one with a uh, very special friend of the show, Jesse. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week your services suck my order is fucked place this morning i'm free i hope it keeps you awake you ain't ever getting omaha steaks sign your fan of the week have a nice day this is jesse uh friend of the show and this is from frank from parts unknown for Ryan, great story how one email changed your life. So will this email. I'm building a team for a new National Republican entertainment cable network and streaming platform like HBO and Netflix. Filming a lot of new TV shows that will need a lot of t-shirts for, mo- for promotional events. I need a Colby Covington on the team. We will offer him his own TV show. We need to contact friends he has like Don Trump Jr. as we will hire Republican actors and protect free speech. Wonderful. Fantastic. Have a nice day. Thank you to Jesse for reading that. Yeah. Uh, again, I felt bad. We were like outside in the fucking frigid cold waiting for Paul who got lost yeah. to make his way back to the car. When I was like, I got to go, guys. See ya. Oh, yeah, because you had to go home as well. Yeah. This was like after the show when he had found And it was us. so windy that day. I cannot stress. Like They call Chicago the Windy City. I, I was telling Ryan this. I know we're talking about uh, fan of the week, but like I got to the arena early at like one and I'm waiting and he's like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So I'm standing up against the building. So much wind. It's it's like the Wizard of Oz. And I see a hawk flying. Wings fully extended. And it made that hawk like, you know, that sound. <laughs> and the wind blew it so hard that it went up straight and then flopped over backwards. And like the wind was pushing it into the ground. Jesus. Yeah. A hawk. It got away, but what I don't think fuck? it died. But I was like, but it was like, ah! dude. Speaking of Ryan, and even earlier we had a movie talk. There was a very special movie that debuted this week. Behind, oh yeah, behind the merch. Behind the merch, it was the uh, documentary on uh, pro wrestling tees. Boy, did we get some uh, FaceTime on that, huh? Yeah, I was very ha- like, it was one of those things where like I, it was crazy seeing like where it's come. 
yeah. you know I, I i loved all the older footage mm-hmm. that they had of like there's like little frank yeah beardless frank beardless being frank. adorable yeah just being adorable like baby yoda but and big. yeah and like i'm like i made this post where like i said like i won the lottery yeah by getting the chance to work here and i feel that same sentiment can be said by a lot of people that work here because mm-hmm. like this is like legitimately the best job in the world yeah and like i i wouldn't you know i wouldn't give it up for anything yeah and like the fact that it's grown so much like being there for most of it you know like i think when i started working it probably been around for like a year maybe two at that point but yeah. just seeing it grow and like it's so awesome just the amount of lives it's affected just mm-hmm. uh by being associated with the brand with the store being friends with people that are friends of the store and it's just you know the pro wrestling tees family is much bigger than what's inside these walls we got the vip group we got fans that meet us at you know events there's people in different countries mm-hmm. even the people that are writing fans of the week to us i mean you know they're like the shitty uncle that comes over yeah you know like your shitty uncle but it's still your uncle my favorite my favorite part of the whole, of the whole thing though um was like the constant uh like playful jabs that ryan would take at nick yeah. at matt nicks yeah like the whole time he's like yeah he doesn't sell any t-shirts doesn't sell any t-shirts and then spoiler alert you get to through like the blooper reel and the very last thing you see is uh as of this like documentary matt nicks has sold shirts well, which is just fucking great my idea was well, like when we found out we were at the arena and we found out he was wrestling cody i was like oh you should totally do like some slow-mo footage of him coming down the ramp and then say since he debuted on AEW Dynamite Nick uh Nick has sold a shirt and then wait for a couple seconds and say unfortunately the customer <laughs> asked for a return <laughs> but <laughs> he didn't do that yeah that w- that would have been fucking great but like yeah the, the the little jabs at Nick was like the funniest thing yeah so go watch it if you if you already haven't you know it's it's free it, yeah it's free it's like half an hour long yeah. it, it's a pretty you know you breeze right through it um and for you two or three little shits that put a dislike on there i'm gonna find you i'm gonna hurt you and you heard it here first dave uh yeah. dave's a man of his word yeah i'm a man of my word he's a man of his word but uh no but yeah everyone seems to like it and uh it was fun it was fun being a part of the filming and like this has been like ryan's little baby i mean aside from everything else that's his little baby He's been editing it like nonstop. Like I've seen like three or four cuts of it, so it turned out really good. My favorite part was like this was maybe like a week or two ago. He goes, "Hey," he goes, "I had to cut your part down." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause you gave them like 18 intros." <laughs> like when they found me, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm there." Like I just, you know, I did like if you see my actual part, cut down very short, but it's also because I was I was being a goof. Well, they had you center frame. It was very nice. Mine, I'm kind of like off in the corner. One little last funny tidbit. Karima, the one-hour tease manager, they had footage of her, and I joked with her because they showed her on screen, and she had like the AEW logo. I was like, that makes it look like you made the AEW logo. And I think she thought I was serious. She she asked to like refilm it with the Women of Wrestling logo, and I was like, I wasn't that mad. I was just joke i wasn't even mad at like one percent mm-hmm. she's like no 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 it's okay i guess you're really possessive of that well listen i'm sure she would enjoy women of wrestling a lot more than yeah. AEW. but <laughs> yeah go go watch the documentary it's really fun um yeah. fuck it, it's been such a week yeah. it's been one more thing when we were at the fucking because since we're wrapping up now oh we we're at the uh the show on wednesday 
Cody was like, oh, he's like, well, I've run out of things to say. You stole our bit. <laughs> it, well, in my head, I was like, if this motherfucker brings out Kenny Omega, <laughs> like, that's our bit. Yeah. He stole our bit, but he did it. Unfortunately, you know, he was just like, he knows oh. better. Yeah, he, he was just wrapping it up. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, this episode has been longer, way longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And embarrassingly, I've, I've run out of things to say. Yeah, I, I run out of stuff too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do have to say is if any of you know that Box Lunch Cutie, send her this way. But aside from that, um, I've run out of things to say, Dave. Yeah. I know you have too, so we'll leave you on this. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for supporting. Our Black Friday sale is still going on until the 2nd. So yep. if you haven't purchased a shirt, go out, you know. Be yeah, you got till noon Central Standard Time. Yeah, you have till noon Standard, what Stank yeah, said. whatever I said. Whatever Stank said, uh, to go buy one. And uh, for all of you who did purchase something, uh, you know of ours during the sale we appreciate it we appreciate so much. it we'll be sending we'll be sending you something out a little special that we've been yeah you know it's about a keep token it, of our friendship token of our friendship you. but uh until then i've been scrump and this is stank and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang